throughout. It's, uh, usually it's on the. There you go. We found it. Yeah, we found it. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, welcome to the uh, most likely the final podcast of the year, unless we do one around the NFL draft, which we might do. Uh, normal crew, got your boy, yours truly, Mr. Jamie Pendleton as well. Jamie, say hello. Hello, everyone. And also a very special guest. We have our uh, back-to-back BSB, look at the smile on his face, BSB champion, uh, Aaron Allred joining us. Aaron, welcome. Happy to be here. Uh, it definitely, it feels great, uh, especially after how sour it kind of felt at the end of last year, Jordan, with our championship game. But uh, this one, it, it feels good. So happy to be here. Yeah, that that matchup was definitely the only ones right anyone played fantasy football that was kind of a, a struggle but uh our sure. just, our matchup was kind of over before we got to the demar hamlin game so but this one there's there's no doubt about so you can you can take that one to the bank which has to feel good exactly exactly um all right so uh jamie i guess so as a blanket statement we uh we have all three of us have the national championship game on right now. We're all watching it. Um, Washington is struggling. We'll leave it at that. For struggling now. mightily we'll, against the run. We'll, we'll come back to that. But uh, Jamie, you want to go ahead and run through our agenda? Yeah, run down the agenda. So uh, we'll uh, do some more commentary about uh, Aaron's back-to-back championship, which I, I want to go back on the uh, the sour comment that Aaron just made about the first one being sour. That's kind of interesting to me. Uh, we'll discuss the upcoming taxi claim uh, process and how to affect the league. Uh, NFL playoff predictions, given all our teams, Cowboys, Steelers, and Eagles, all made the playoffs. Some limping in, and some of them, uh, <laughs> some of them uh, doing a little bit better than others. Uh, we'll do Super Bowl predictions, and then we will also uh, talk about Jameis Winston. And uh, the events that transpired yesterday. <laughs> but uh, Aaron, why why was the first one sour? Just because you beat Jordan and like you just no, like no, 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 no. It was the uh, it was just the whole uh, didn't get to have Burrow, who was on Jordan's roster, play. So it just kind of, even though it was, I think it was kind of a similar spread in terms of points. Uh, think as Jordan alluded to earlier, but. Uh, um, just, you know, that championship last year for everybody, just with the events surrounding the uh, cancellation of the bills Bengals game really uh, yeah. put a dampen on things. It really did couldn't celebrate, you know, and then this year it's just definitely can celebrate. So was I can't remember, was the game be- or the matchup between you and Aaron or was it that close between you, Jordan and Aaron? No, no, it wasn't close. So that was kind of the silver lining, uh, I guess, for our league. Not that there's like a silver lining of <laughs> the the whole event, but uh, <laughs> gonna put my foot in my mouth. Uh, but uh, there wasn't really um, any doubt, I would say, and I think Jordan would agree with this. But uh, it just didn't, you know, it wasn't the same. It definitely wasn't yeah. the same as uh, it being a situation where everybody on the pod was picking Kyle to win this Cause... year. So that felt pretty good too. Correct me if I'm wrong. You also had Stefan Diggs probably starting. So I think that's right. You yeah. lost points yeah. there. I'm trying to remember just from a defensive perspective. I think oh. I think I lost uh, Matt Milano and yeah. Diggs. So and then yeah, Burrow, but and then I think Jordan has Higgins as well that he may I actually no, I don't think that's right. But yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. I mean I thought you had very unique runs in the sense that last year uh, we had a playoff matchup and you you won the first round matchup after I made some very questionable sit starts, Jalen Waddle and George Kittle. But then your second round matchup against Max, you put in almost, I think you put over 300. In that it was play. it was it was definitely around three hundred, and it actually kind of mirrored, I would say, this year's as well. Because yeah. if you're paying attention to the first round buy this year, it was like, oh man, if I didn't get that buy, uh, yeah. I'm out. And then the game with To still was pretty close. And if I was on the other side of the bracket, kind of a similar thing. And then the team just got hot at the right time. And even this yeah. week, you know, uh, when we weren't playing, it's like the team was just going off as well. So yeah, just got, I, I, it's all it's all about that timing. So. 
Yeah, Aaron, and I, I gotta, I gotta ask uh, about your statement that you made to the group. Were you trying to uh, say that you're a better picker up of defense than Kyle? It kind of felt uh, I, that way. I wasn't trying to say that overall, but I definitely was trying to say like uh, I think that played the last waiver claim. You know, I kind of held on to my waiver money throughout the year. It was just like, why are these players still like? But I've kind of been like, like pretty busy this year, uh, just with like wrapping up PhD and everything. So I haven't been on top of the waiver as much as I normally am. But also, like I kind of have a strategy, and that's how I got Purdy last year. Kind of like hold, try and hold on to the money a little bit later, and then go for those guys. Um, and I, I feel like I picked up some good defensive players uh, this last week when I really needed it. I uh, really was hurting on the linebacker front, um, and picked yeah. up Speed and Hudson, and then even Christian Harris, who's like a really young uh, linebacker for the Texans. It looks like he could be really promising as well. So uh, it, it was just a, it was just a statement, a rebuke of uh, Kyle uh, gloating about the his defensive strategy right before we came into the, the matchup. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, yeah, I will, I will say Kyle was a little bit on his. I mean, he he needed to do that. He has done well with defense, but uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point, fair uh, clapback, if you will. I will say it felt like the biggest contrast between Kyle and I's team was, um, and this is just a, I think just a function of my rebuild happened a long time ago and Kyle's is very recent. It's just yeah. the depth for the teams um, really played a big role, I think, and kind of how it, it turned out at the end. So yeah, Aaron, like I, I was able to pick and choose matchups that I thought looked really good. Uh, I don't think it really mattered in the end, but I was able to uh, kind of cater that a little bit more than Kyle did. I don't think he really had that flexibility um, in championship yeah. week. Yeah, I I forget where CD Lamb ultimately ended for like wide receiver rankings. I mm. bet Tyreek Hill was like number one, but it's I mean, close. Uh, I know Tyreek missed one game. I think their yardage totals in terms of total scrimmage yards were pretty close because CD actually had some like rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. So it was pretty close. I don't know who came up on top but oh washington definitely felt like wow oh no oh no oh no, oh, fourth, no. fourth and seven panics just barely overthrows i think Man, that's i was, it was, I was just going to this game too i was just sitting here in silence just letting you guys chit chat watching this and i just feel like i have my heart broken <laughs> that was that was brutal wide open too Oh, you can't miss that. That's a touchdown too. Panics, panics just mixed them. It just for a normally it. for a normally deadly accurate quarterback, that is just yeah. For how good he was in the Texas game too. Oh man. Yeah, he showed yeah. up in every single big game this year so far. So you have to have that. Pretty surprising. You, just have, you simply have to have it. So, uh, Aaron, if I offered you for whatever Waddle, reason, it's those, those easy throws. In JT for a CD right now, but I take it. Yeah, would you do it? <laughs> Is that what you're gonna ask? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So, so you weren't getting. I have too much. I have too much fun. Ago. I have too much fun. Uh, well, that's the thing. I could have had CD maybe and Waddle. No. <laughs> uh, I actually don't know. Uh, it's hard to know, but it felt like it felt like the cat got out of the bag. But at the same time, that was after CD, uh, and I just had to move up that one spot to make sure mm. I got him. Uh, if you remember, I I might have the details fuzzy on this, but if you remember, I think that was the Clyde Edwards Alaire year. Yep. And I had the number one overall pick that year, and uh, I was like JT to the Chiefs. Let's go! I'm taking him number one overall. If JT goes to the Chiefs, Who did and you... then I'm watching the first round of the draft, and they take Clyde Edwards Alaire, I'm like, I'm trading out of the spot. I'm not doing it. So who, uh, who did you take number one, or did you trade out of it? I traded out of it. I traded out of it. Um, so I picked up an extra first the next year, which ended up being Trey Lance. So it didn't really benefit me too much, but I was kind of thinking I really want to take like DD first overall, but it's just too high on the draft value. Or it's just like too high based on like projected uh, value to take CD one overall. So I traded down with, uh, I think I traded down with Michael. Uh, it's hard to remember. And I think, uh, I don't know. It's hard to remember. That might've been a Burrow year and he might've taken Burrow one overall that year. It's really hard to, I'm trying to get to the uh, league as fast as I can to get to the draft, but Un unsolicited hot take about Michael—he's going to be a champion in less than three years. 
Yeah, the CJ Stroud move worked out well. Like trading yeah. Burrow away, picking up picks, getting Stroud. Like it ended up working out. I didn't think it would, but Stroud's well, super exciting in, to watch. I think in our league, I think Eric owns Stroud, but I'm just saying. Oh, is Michael, that right? I think just yeah. Michael with the with yeah, the 1700 draft picks he has in the next three years, uh, he's either going to be able to draft the absolute cream of the crop or trade for whoever he wants. So. Oh, that was like the he's... Burrow year, yeah. Okay. It went it, – Yeah, it, and I, I was – yeah, not in the market for a quarterback. I was like, so, but – It went it went Burrow to uh, Clyde uh, by Max, and then you drafted CD, and then I drafted John Dill. And, Aaron, I just distinctly remember going over in, in our group – or in our group me chat that I was definitive that CD was the best wide receiver from this class. And yeah, I you got to give you credit for that. Yeah, but uh, were you taking? Were you taking? Now that I have you here, were you taking CD? If I didn't trade, oh you? yeah, oh yeah. Oh, given, wow. given that Max okay. was taking Clyde, I was going to take CD, and that's oh, okay. why. That's Fair why enough. I gave you the opportunity. I heard through the yeah, rumor mill that you it. wanted CD. So you know, for whatever for whatever reason, whenever people draft those. Uh, first round pick is impossible to trade <laughs> for like the next year. Yeah. So if you don't make that move before the draft, then you're not getting that guy. So don't know if I would end up with him or not, but without paying a lot more. So one one more uh, trade question: uh, Do you feel like Jordan scammed you when uh, he traded you Josh Jacobs and then Josh Jacobs? <laughs> the Josh Jacobs hurt? Trojan horse. I don't feel like. Jordan didn't can't see the future as far as I'm aware. Uh, but uh, if if he could, then yes. But uh, definitely, Jordan Horace. I'm sitting here like, why did I do this? I could have bolstered the could have bolstered the picks. Now I, I, you know, uh, Jacobs is a he's a Tulsa guy and he's 25. So you know, hopefully he can end up somewhere. Still have a few good years as you know an RP two with. RB one weekly upside, so hopefully, yeah. and I really didn't pay that much. You know, I, I didn't think I paid paid that much just because of how late my picks end up being. So but we'll see. You know, we'll be able to tr- track it. We'll be able to see what picks get taken or what players get taken with those picks and be able to compare. Uh, so we'll see. I I I think you have to change his nickname on Sleeper now to the uh, the Trojan Horse, Josh the Trojan Horse Jacobs. I think that's I mean, a that- good idea. That, that it was an unsuccessful. <laughs> it was an unsuccessful Jordan Horace, at least. Uh, I I didn't get caught with him in my roster before I gave true, at least. True. So, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Congrats on the championship, Aaron. Uh, you're kind of building a little bit of dynasty. I don't know the the last person to go back to back. I know TL won one. It was Shane, I think. Yeah. Was it Shane? Okay. I was just looking at the. Uh, I was just looking at the. Uh, Did you go back to my on the trophies? And I was like, I think Shane was the last back-to-back year. Oh yeah, I I mean I don't have, I I haven't won, so I've never seen the trophy, so I wouldn't did, know. But honestly, Shane... surprising, but like uh, Max has Max won. Uh, Ma- Max... I know the last couple of years has been so competitive. Uh, yeah, but... Max has been. He's had such a good team the last year, and just absolute bad luck. I remember. In 21, when I lost to T.O. in the championship game, the semifinal, Max was, I believe, the uh, he was possibly the one or two seed. And I put up like a massive number. I'm pulling it up. I think right I remember now. That, yeah. Like I put up, I want to say, so in the championship game, I lost to T.O. 218 to 163. So that's a pretty fi- 53 point uh, deficit there. But I believe week 16, pulling up right now, I put 253 on Max, and he only scored 176. It was oh, it wow. was it was rough. Yeah. It, it was yeah. but uh, uh he he's had some tough luck this year for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the Cam Akers year game last year. <laughs> so brutal <laughs> out of nowhere. And then that was know, the other player I got the year of the CD draft. Uh uh, in the first round was Cam Akers and as terrible luck in whatever play from him as it's been like it was worth it just for getting me the championship <laughs> last year oh boy uh, well uh, 
Jordan, I didn't know if you wanted to open the floor to uh, the taxi claim discussion. Uh, Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do my best. I don't know. I, st I feel like I'm still dealing with some technical difficulties over here. Uh, I'm not really sure how well you guys can hear me, but we can hear you well. So, all right. I turned Continue the video off on. and un unfortunately I think that's the way this is going to have to go. So sorry, Aaron, you don't get to look at my ugly face for the next 45 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, so new, new rule, uh, I guess change, we'll call it going into effect for next season regarding, uh, taxi squads and acclaims. mechanism i guess is the best way to describe it uh related to draft picks on on guys who are on taxi squads and jamie and i for context aaron we kind of got into a conversation off air last time we talked regarding that because seth was uh, messaging in the league news channel about it at that time and we sort of got to talking and realized that you know in a weird way that could end up changing the value of certain draft picks, like like round picks, if you're trying to trade them. Because let's say you... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to re rekindle the example. Like if you had, don't David. have the pick, if you don't have a pick, you can't go snag the guy you want. Right. right. Well, if, not only that, if you don't have the pick, but like what if you... What if you're in a situation like me, for example, where next year I have three first round picks Right. And so I draft three guys in the first round that I spent a first round pick on, but I can only Yeah, value yeah. them. I can only value one of them at a first round value. So then, So like, in that really. case, I think one of them's locked, one of them's first round, and then one you'd have to put on your roster, your active roster, I think, is the, yeah. And then it, it sort of has a ripple effect to, uh, depending on teams that are in that situation. Potentially better We're guys tanking. available on Yeah. the wire. Better guys available on the wire. Tanking gets interesting because then you have to account for the points. So there's Yep. just so many things that come along with it that Jamie and I were, were thinking about in the conversation. Curious your take on it. Yeah, I really haven't thought about it in too much depth. At first, I, you know, um, I think it's kind of exciting to add an element that doesn't, you know, it isn't like super change the dynamics of our league. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the, uh, for instance, the uh, changing, like, how we do playoffs to be like four people get in and then nobody gets a buy or the two week championship. You know, I, I like the kind of the chaos and the every, getting more people the opportunity to uh, compete at the playoffs and you never know what's going to happen. At. But uh, this dynamic changes things without changing things so super drastically that adds like a fun element. So, um, One thing is that it seemed like from what Seth was saying was that you're going to have to essentially fill out your entire taxi roster, though. Um, uh, like, you can't just put one guy on there and say, that's my lock. That would be your stick. That would be mm -hmm. like your last pick. Uh, mm -hmm. So everybody's going to have to gonna be on top of it for that first waiver climb. It's going to change things up quite a bit, I think. Could get interesting, Yeah. too. Like you just mentioned, the waiver wire with guys that get picked up for a significant amount of money and then get valued at a certain draft pick when the person who picked them up didn't spend any money on, or didn't spend a draft pick on them. That could also Exactly. get interesting. If you if you're really good about picking up guys, you can potentially just <laughs> essentially create draft capital out of nowhere. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, my my take on it is I don't I don't hate it. I just feel like I think it needs to be refined to a degree for the lesser teams that have a lot of draft capital, have a younger team, need players to be on their taxi squad so they don't get that many points for Yeah, that uh, it definitely that totally seems like it'll totally change. Like if you have three or if you have like more, three or more first round picks, like yeah. it's going to change how Like I, the tanking I, works entirely. So. I would put some kind of protection on the lower place teams where maybe the top two or top three guys on their taxi squad are locked and like the maybe like the fourth and fifth guys are valued at like first round picks so that if they, if they have such draft capital, they're not like burdened by like uh, a richer team coming off and just really snagging one of their players. And like I, I know Michael has a ton of picks this upcoming year, and I feel like it would really hurt him to have to put players on his active roster, accumulate points, get a lesser pick, 
over somebody who does I don't know. I feel like there's Yeah, especially a, if a player's going off and it's like, oh, this guy's worth three first round picks and someone's like Yeah. Mm-hmm. That player's mine for a first. And then yeah. additionally, like kind of going off of that, it's like I I well, I totally lost my train of thought for one. Uh <laughs> but it happens. let me try it's all good. Try and figure it out. Uh so going off of that, it's kinda like I I see what you're. I think I see what you're saying. I guess I'll just leave it at that and see if it comes back. To, but yeah, I, it's just like I. I don't. I don't hate the idea. I just. I fear how it's set up right now that it hurts the lower half. Like it. It. It's a kind of like the rich get richer. I do think. I do. Poor. I do think maybe you're right. I do think maybe you're right. And it's like, uh, yeah. I think you're yeah, right. somebody like somebody like Michael to that exact point. I mean, this, if you really look at his draft picks, he's got like yeah. ten draft picks. Do you have the opportunity of someone like if someone's like, "I want your, I want your second taxi guy for a first. Do you have the opportunity to then just move him into your roster right then? Yeah, you either have to roster him or accept okay. trade. So Michael? potentially, potentially, you you kind of have the choice. So in that case, you can just bump them up to your active roster, cut somebody. But I do agree. I think it is like, uh, and that's what I was going to say earlier. But uh, I do think uh, that it is kind of a rich get richer situation. I mean, Michael currently for 2024 has has four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve picks. And obviously all of them can't go into the taxi squad to begin with, which <laughs> means that he's going to probably put the lower guys on his roster and like the higher guys, like there's going to be a high second round pick where through this taxi claim system, I think they're valued mm. at a second round pick or maybe, uh, a, I don't know. It kind of incentivizes the... the later picks to go on the taxi squad that so you can potentially like Michael could potentially like if he's, you know, as like fourth round picks, you could put those guys on his taxi, potentially bump those up the higher draft capital. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, there will never be a world where a fifth round pick is worth more than a first. But to that point, Aaron, I do think fourth and fifth round picks just got increasingly like their value just got bumped a little bit, sort of artificially. I think that's right. Because yeah. of exactly what you just said. Yeah, it's just it's tough. I I feel like it's tough when you're in Michael's position where you can still use the taxi squad as a place to remove your max points and still have a nice high draft pick. Like that's how he got number one right now. Like I, I explained to him I, when I made the trade for Mike Evans, I was like, Mike Evans, if he has a good season, will put you in a place where Shane will get you. Well, Shane will get the number one pick. And he, he understood that. And that's why I made the trade for Mike Evans and first round pick out of it makes it even better for, him so i mean i don't know i i don't hate the claim system i just feel like maybe we need to refine it so yeah it does seem a little knee jerk <laughs> but yeah. uh i i agree we should we should probably put it's, more. hopefully everybody listens to this and gives us their thoughts it's, well that, it's to one that of, point we we couldn't remember what the voting was on that but i think it was very close i'm pretty sure it was six i thought it was four yep yeah yeah so that and gets... I'm sure I did something where I said I voted yes, but I don't really care. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Must be nice to win a lot, Aaron. But um, no, I, I, I just think it's something that like we can easily it's not a sleeper like function. Like it's something we could just say for like the the non-playoff teams, they get one more spot locked in or they get one more first round value. For yeah, them. you could you could do like two locks and then you know first second third or you could do two locks yeah. two first two seconds something like that change yeah. change out works depending on how you finish right yeah, yeah. like i'm not i yeah i'm not i'm not trying to like overhaul what we voted on but i'm just thinking that i don't know i i don't want to game the system before Hopefully, re- reforming the system. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we're just giving away all the dark sides of the yeah. strategy <laughs> before oh, we even execute man. it. But we'll see. I mean, look, that's why we have owners' meetings, right? That's why we vote every off season. So, yeah, it'll get Great. refined one way or the other. Great discussion, boys. All right.
Let's let's talk playoffs. Aaron, the NFC East Division One. All right, I just want to also the Jimmy Johnson curse has been lifted. <laughs> let, real, real quick, Aaron, before we get into that, and I respect that because I I love Jimmy Johnson, but Jordan said at the beginning of the season as a hot take on this podcast that the Eagles would win the NFC East, and I remember and no, Shane, I'll go. call you, I'll call you out, Shane. Uh, that was that was deemed not a hot take. I think I said it as well. Yeah. Okay, I, I well, to those who said it, we'll group them together. Jordan was right. Jordan, I mean, Jordan knows this division as Jordan well has had as... a surprising amount of correct takes. This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> surprising. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> well, it's just like normally it's you know fifty fifty. I'm just saying, yeah, it's like a, it's a coin toss. But it seems like you've just been hitting hitting everything. So I don't know. What can I say? Okay, I guess I can see the future, Aaron. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you can. I don't know. You're not using it in Dynasty, but (laughs) sure, I'm definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) All right, all right, Jordan. What what what's your opinion on the Eagles right now? How far can they get in the playoffs? Right now, I think I feel like I made it. I made it pretty clear in Discord. That it's it's done. They're Look, losing the box. Here, here's what I'm gonna say: relegate them. Relegate them. No. Put the national championship game winner in the playoffs. Over in place the of the Eagles, and you're gonna have a better game versus the Buccaneers. You never know. They can figure it out. I no, 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 no. This team is no. This team is just is just the dead I feel fish. Like the Jordan, Jordan, the uh, early. Jalen Hurts tenure, uh, you weren't super bought in on <laughs> on Jalen. I feel like that's coming out a little bit here. Is it not? Is the thing a little bit? I'll say this: I'm more bought into Jalen Hurts than I ever was into Carson Wentz. Let's start there. Um, yeah. I I'll be honest with you. I I am I am bought into Jalen Hurts. I don't think he's the problem whatsoever. And the reason why is because you look at and this is going to sound like a weird argument, like who cares about last year. But when you just look at the difference in his accuracy from his rookie year to last year, like that doesn't just – the coach can't throw the ball. Like Jalen has to throw the ball. So clearly he's capable of doing it. In my mind, like he is pure, he is 100% capable of doing it. And this season is just entirely – well, not entirely because players have to play. But scheme-wise, like, they're doing absolutely nothing to help this team on either side of the ball, specifically more offensively than defense because they did lose some guys on defense. But offensively, on paper, this is a better football team on paper than they were last year. Mm. And it is just unwatchable. It is unwatchable. I've seen high school football teams with more advanced, more productive offenses than these guys. And it's not for talent. It's not for lack of talent. Do you, do you think it's a, a like the coaching like the I think like their best players like kind of mentioned in one of the earlier pods about Rashad Penny? I mean, this is the first time he saw the field this year. I think was this movie and Kenneth Gainwell, you know, has just kind of been like really getting a lot of carries. Do you think like there's just an aspect of like uh, old school coaching style that's coming through? It's kind of like dampening things. What do you think it is? Um. I think that Nick Sirianni got carried by his offensive coordinator last year. Mm, That's what I think happened. That's right. That is what I believe happened. Because if you look at um, what's going on in Indianapolis right now, of course, we only have two games of Anthony Richardson. But clearly, he looked pretty competent in those two games. Uh, You got Gardner Gardner Minshew playing at a level that is way above what most coaches are going to be able to get out of him. So... I, I just can't. It's like I said, it's unwatchable. It's just, it's, it's unwatchable. It's terrible. It's okay. It's a good point. I, I don't overestimate the Bucks though. Week one, right? I mean, I, I think Baker's done good for him this year, but the team has not been what it was under Tom Brady, and they just put up nine points against the Panthers last week. Yeah, I. So speaking I of unwatchable the, football, 
<laughs> I don't understand what the NFL thinks they're doing putting those two teams on Monday Night Football, but <laughs> yeah, what is whatever. the script that came out this year? Crazy. I don't I, know. I kind of like the schedule how they did it because they know that people will watch on Monday Night Football, and like they put like the story games like everywhere else. It's kind of like that thing where it's just like if you give us football, we're gonna watch football in prime time, and it's like how they wanted to like put it and put it together. Like I, the Packers playing. There's so many storylines that are so good this playoffs, and I it felt like Eagles box on Monday Night Football was like the best where the NFL could compensate for ratings still. But I just wanted to throw out one more stat that uh, Shane Steichen. Uh, a five-win uh, year-over-year improvement was the best. The NFL, some teams had four wins. So Shane Steichen did very well for the Colts this year. Yeah, if you're just to put a button on that, I don't, I don't know if it was you, Aaron, or you, Jamie, that asked me about how I feel about the Eagles. There's no way, no way they make it past Tampa. You no don't way. think they win? You don't think no. they beat Tampa? No. No, no, Jordan. no. Jordan. No. Jordan. Oh, wow. That's the opposite of my prediction, but we'll see. I mean, Jordan's been on fire with these predictions. So, we'll Jamie, see. you don't understand. You don't watch these guys every week. You don't understand. I did. How, this I, is an I, emotional. This I've is an emotional. The Philly Eagles fan decent amount, Jordan. They can it's beat just, the Bucks. No. All right, we're gonna count. We're gonna. They count. beat them. They beat them earlier this year. They beat them last year in the playoffs, right? Or two um, years no, ago. No, they the, lost. Uh, no, they lost, lost actually. It was Jalen Hurts rookie yeah. year. They lost in Tampa. But they did win earlier this year in Tampa. I just don't see on it. I'm sorry. They, they're just completely dysfunctional on, on both sides of the ball, but especially especially offensively. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think Nick Sirianni's lost the team. I think he's lost the locker room. I, I don't wow. know. Wow. Wow. Aaron, do you think the uh, Bucks win? I I'm inclined to think the Eagles win. I think it'll be close, but okay. I know you quarterback is one for sure. So okay, we got we got two Bucks, one Eagle, or two Eagles, one Bucks, and the one Buck is the Eagles fan. So all right, I <laughs> yeah. I hope they turn around, Jordan. But let's uh, let's move on to the Cowboys, Aaron. Jimmy Johnson, the curse yeah. lifted. Ring of honor. Yeah, it's time. You know, the curse, it's not, you know, don't want to be superstitious or anything here, but I think the curse just kind of goes hand in hand with just like the, you know, the arrogance of the owner all these years. And like, maybe, maybe it means something, you know, that they can have bygones be bygones and put them in the uh, ring of honor. And hopefully we can, uh, we can win this playoff game. You know, Cowboys have made it past the first round, I think, the last two years. So it wouldn't be like a huge – it wouldn't be a huge narrative narrative shift or anything like that for them to win. Um, I do think that they'll win this, uh, this first round. Um, and they've been really good at home. So I'm, I'm really inclined to think that they win this week, but uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think that they have a, a huge advantage this week. So Gotcha. They haven't. I think it's 1995. They haven't been to the NFC Championship game since then. That's and right. Yeah. Do you, you're saying they they win this week? Do you think Detroit beats the Rams? See, it's tough. I don't. I don't know. The De- I feel like the Detroit Rams game is one of the hardest games to predict this week. It's uh, the Rams have been super hot, and the Lions have just been a solid all around team. Um, it's really hard to say. I think uh, either way, it's going to be a tough game for the Cowboys. Um, but but they do have but that you think the Cow- advantage. But you think the Cowboys win regardless of the uh, opponent? Oh no no no! Uh, I'd say I'm. I, want, I feel like I'm more scared of the Rams. <laughs> I'm more scared. Uh, of, of I don't know, dude. I as a football fan. I want to see Dallas and Detroit again. So yes. bad. Yes. So bad. So bad. In 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 Dallas no. too. Cuz <laughs> Detroit plays there's something about the Lions this year where they almost play better on the road when like it's us against the world. It's almost like the Michigan grit. Yeah. Yeah. It's and I 
the Lions matched up very well against the Cowboys. I watched that. They do, especially because yeah, the Cowboys' run D is like the biggest weakness. Yeah, and and... I mean, they're the Lions running backs are averaging like five yards a carry, so it's it's tough. I don't know. That's that's the worst. That's it's tough, but I I think that you know just how hot Sean McVay's been recently, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough matchup either way. So I don't know. Either way, if the Cowboys lose, it's going to be, you know, back to the problem <laughs> for sure. I can guarantee you that McCarthy's a bigger problem than Dak. Oh, for sure. But that's just what, you know, everybody says uh, at the end of when they lose in the second round of the playoffs every year. So, I mean, just going back on that Detroit Cowboys game that happened, the Cowboys needed a, what was that, like a 95 yard touchdown pass from uh, CeeDee Lamb to help them win that? Or, yeah score early in that game i don't know it's it's a very intriguing matchup but i i don't see them getting past the 49ers in san francisco if they oh well that's that's uh yeah that's that's, i do think i do think the cowboys do win ultimately and go to the nfc championship game but i don't see them beating the 49ers there's just something faulty for that yeah there's just something shanahan just that Sunday night football game, he every single play call was the right play call, and it really as Washington scores that touchdown. Did they, yeah, the discount is this going to count though? We got a marker down. What, I I think it is. Washington celebrating, so I think it's illegal contact or holding on uh, Michigan. This is huge if it counts. So huge to get this touchdown because Washington yeah. starts with the ball first right. uh, second half. So wow. Yeah, there it is. It's going to count. Yeah, I thought it was holding. We got a one-score wow. game in the national championship. Game felt, like it, game felt like it was over right when the game started. Now, now we get a game again. Wow. So. McMillan, too, that's huge for him. He's the guy who um, panics over through. So, interesting. Uh, to go back to that real quick, not to get us off on a tangent, but I was watching – you guys were talking, and I was watching the Washington sideline. They were actually talking to McMillan – and it looked to me like he actually ran the route wrong. Oh. And it looked like Penix gotcha. threw the ball where he was supposed to be. And they were talking to McMillan about you shouldn't have been there. Mm. You were supposed to be there. Yeah, he didn't he his, didn't run the he didn't run the fade that he was supposed to run, probably. Yeah, no. his hips were the wrong way, and that's why mm. he had to flip them, and that's why the ball looked like it was overthrown, but it wasn't really. Yeah. Wow. Could be huge. Oh, Aaron, yeah, that's your, a hold. Yeah, what's your, sure a hold. what's your ultimate prediction for the Cowboys? How far do they go? <laughs> I don't even want I don't want to do this. <laughs> You're going to ask you the Cowboys have to. how far the Cowboys you have I know. To. I know. <laughs> you, can take, you can take the Jordan easy way out and say they lose to the Packers and Mike McCarthy. I think, I think, I think they should make it to the – I think they should make it to the NFC Championship game against the 49ers in San Francisco. And I hope that they win, but I don't think that they should win that game. Okay. So. Okay. That's fair. Jordan, how far do the Cowboys make it? I mean, just such a huge contrast between coaching. It's like, that's really what this that game comes down to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll take Shanahan over McCarthy. <laughs> I think, <laughs> yeah, I think that Dallas ends up in the, in the, I almost said in the national championship, in the NFC championship against San Francisco. And I do think San Francisco wins, but I don't think it's through any fault of Dallas. Mm. And what I mean by that is I think that Green Bay, I think they beat Green Bay, but I think Green Bay is going to take them the distance. They're going to mm. run it at them. They're going to make them play hard. They're going to make them play physical. But at the end of the day, Dallas is just a really good football team, and I think they're going to win that game. And especially if Dallas ends up playing Detroit in the second round, that's also going to be a war. I also mm-hmm. I think Dallas is good enough to beat them another again. Uh, but by the time they get to San Francisco, they're going to have gone through a lot, specifically in the run defense. And we all know what San Francisco likes to do, and they're just going to wow. pound it and pound it and pound it and pound it after probably two weeks of Dallas having to deal with that. And wow. it doesn't really matter how good your defense is. If it, it, like, it just I just see that happening to them. Now maybe they overcome it. I don't know. I just feel like that's they're they're human beings at the end of the day. They have limits. 
So I, I will say if the if the Cowboys lose before getting to the NFC Championship game, I think it's going to come down to um, their run game, really, just yeah. being one dimensional uh, yeah. offensively. Uh, and I think that was the biggest thing that I wanted them to do in the offseason this year was sign uh, somebody to better than Dowdle, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and to fill that role, leave Paul in the same role that he was in last year. So we'll see. Now we gotta talk about the Steelers. Well, I'll keep I'll keep it short for the Steelers. The Steelers are gonna lose by a lot. (laughs) Oh, here we go. Okay, here we go, James. They are. You don't have TJ Watt. You don't have their best player. You're going up against a Bills team that's actually playing well right now. Uh, I mean, the Steelers have had injuries galore on defense this year, and TJ Watt just fits the bill at linebacker, like with Roberts and um, Holcomb getting hurt. Minka's been in and out. They actually have a better against the spread record with Minka out than in. I don't know what that, that tells you, but they're so banged up defensively. The Bills just showed against the Dolphins that you can turn over the ball like three different times and still beat a worn-out defense over four quarters, and they did that. The same thing will happen. Um, I just hope that Pittsburgh fans get back to Pittsburgh safely. No snow. That's that like that's all that I, they're gonna I would go Bill six by sixteen. I put it at that in my own personal spread. So is that the oh, matchup? Wow. Pittsburgh Buffalo? I but I I was thinking it would be closer and I actually thought that if they had TJ Watt, I would think I would pick the Steelers in this game. If they had the TJ Watt, I kind of have a different perception of the Bills going into the end of the year. You know, I, I I think they're playing on like a little bit of a high since firing their offensive coordinator, but really, I think the team itself is just not nearly as good as it has been in the years past. And I think yeah. that the matchup with the Steelers on paper it just seems really great. Uh, if TJ Watt was there, being able to disrupt uh, and <laughs> have Josh Allen make the bad decisions that we know he's really capable of making, and then. And the Steelers just like their run game matches up perfectly with the weakness of the Bills defense. Uh, and they've been really good running the ball recently. So I kind of thought that if TJ Wall was healthy, that I probably would have had the Steelers winning uh, definitely in the first round. But either way, I don't think they're going to go super far just because of how incomplete the team seems to be right now with all the injuries uh, defensively. So. Yeah, it, it definitely it definitely changes some things. I just think that if the Bills try to run the ball – they should have success with James Cook. They looked pretty good last night. Like, it's almost like where if the Bills come out with an offensive game plan where they don't allow Josh Allen to make, like, silly mistakes and be more conservative against that, that seems like a better formula than being, like, super aggressive right away. Uh, I would try to set up the run or set up the pass, use the run to set up the uh, pass because I think the Steelers against play action. I also think the Steelers are horrible guarding uh, tight ends. I would bet Kincaid, Dawson Knox over totals at, at the get go. I mean, if you watch McBride, if you watch Hunter Henry against the Steelers, um, I, Isaiah likely had a big game with Tyler Huntley throwing the ball. Um, fucking what you call it. Let me let me get you the names from the Seahawks game of the I think one of them was Parkinson. I don't even know that I've never even heard of that man catch a ball. Yeah, I've never heard of that player. There were some (laughs) there were some tight ends for the Seahawks that were putting up numbers. Let me see. Noah Fant, five for fifty-nine. Uh Parkinson, yeah. Colby Parkinson, two for thirty-eight. He had a he had a massive um uh a catch to put them in the res. The Steelers are just so bad at guarding the tight end because of their linebacker injuries that, I mean, the Bills should win this so many different ways. Yeah, It yeah. would take a calamitous performance. And I think Mason Rudolph has been playing as well as he could. He's due for a regression game. Um, I don't know how the weather's going to be true. Also, Mason Rudolph has been fortunate to play, like, really bad off defenses. I mean, I thought the Bengals... Their defense is all right, but the Steelers were able to figure them out the first game, and the Seahawks they just ran the ball a bunch, and similar with the Ravens game. So, oh, the Bills don't have a very good defense, I don't think. So, we'll see. It's, I don't know. It's, it's also there's a huge question here. Like, 
about is Rudolph due for regression or offensive talent on the field is actually pretty good. And we've just had some pretty bad uh, quarterback play this year. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely possible, but so on, you, guys. You... I'm changing my audio around here, but I have something to say about the Steelers. Hold on. Go go ahead. Well, let me let me switch real quick. I'll be right back. You guys talk amongst okay. yourselves. <laughs> okay. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> boys. We've been having quite the uh, audio uh, roller coaster here. Um. Uh, yeah, we were across three different time zones, so maybe it has something to do with it. <laughs> yeah. George is normally on top of his tech issues. Maybe it's it's this new place he's got. It's too uh mm-hmm. too fancy for him. Uh, but yeah, they, uh, <laughs> they, they didn't invest in the. Uh, Aaron, if you had to put uh the insulation's too good. If you had to put a prediction on the Steelers game, how much do the Bills win by? Uh, I'm gonna say they win by. Three. Three? I think, I think it's closer than I think it's closer than uh, the, I, I don't think the Bills nearly as you think they are this year. Okay. I think okay. that's what it comes down to. But I think that TJ I think oh. yeah, I thought if TJ Rob was healthy, I would have had them had them over the Bills. But we'll see. Okay. All right, Aaron. If you we'll we'll jump to a quick Super Bowl prediction, and then when Jordan is able to jump back, then we can. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. back to... Fuck it. Talk about the Steelers, Jordan. All I'm gonna say is, Jamie, you just listed off all these injuries. The Steelers are gonna have problems with Buffalo, and we're not. You're just gonna give me all the shit for predicting the Eagles get their butt kicked by the Bucks for the same issue. No, a quarterback no. with no middle. Listen, listen, listen. Got a quarterback with no middle finger. Got one wide receiver who has a half an ACL. Wide receiver who's got a foot problem. Got a safety who's got no ACL. Got a center, or uh, excuse me, a left guard who got his eyeball poked out in the last game of the year. I mean, and you guys are still sitting there picking the buck. So, so I, I'm basing it off of honestly the <laughs> offensive line, defensive line. The Eagles have a better offensive line and defensive line than the Bucs. The Bucs had trouble running against the Panthers, who the the last teams that faced the Panthers before this put up like gaudy numbers um, against them. I know the Packers ran for 150 plus. Like if the Eagles just keep their offense simple, they should beat the Bucs. The Bucs aren't that good right now. Jamie, I assure you, you've never seen a simpler offense than the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023. I promise. I, I, I feel right, like this has devolved into <laughs> whose team is worse than the other one. <laughs> I, I feel like the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles try to keep the offense simple, and then there's just like I don't like the Jalen Hurts' rushes right now. Whatever, whatever they're designing for that, stop that. Just let let him – I'd rather him be a pocket passer than him trying to rush the ball right now. But secondly, I I, w- I would like to see Smith and uh, Goddard more involved, and I think they can. More play action? I don't know. But I think they can beat the box. That's what Well, listen, we'll, we're going to see, and you better be ready for the I told you so. I'm not usually one to yeah. say that, but we're going to see well, on Monday me, night. Call me out. Call me out. <laughs> Tag me twice. You too. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let you slide. I'm not going to let Yeah, don't slide. let it. <laughs> I would never expect that. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyways, uh, I'm not to get off back on back on that. What's next? Um, let's Jordan Super Bowl prediction. Who you got? In to the win game? it all or who's in it? Do, do you, who's in it and then you pick the winner. Um Forty ers will make it, and I—I I mean, I just—I'm sorry, I don't see anybody beating the Ravens right now. I just don't. I think it's going to be a—I think it's going to be a great battle between the Ravens and the Niners. I think the Ravens are going to win it. All right, Aaron, prediction. All right, I've got uh, Houston going the whole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's that. I feel like the low-hanging fruit here is just pick the two number one seeds. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go 
gosh. I feel like we just always we just discount Kansas City every year. Yeah. It's tough. Uh I guess if I have to pick, I'm gonna go which I don't like having to pick. Uh I'm gonna go Kansas City uh losing to the 49ers. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I will go uh, I do think San Francisco wins, and then I think um, the Bills get there. And I think the Bills get there by beating Kansas City in Buffalo, and I think the Browns beat the Ravens in Baltimore. The Browns mm-hmm. already beat the Ravens once in Baltimore, and now they have Joe Flacco. The first game they did it, they didn't even have Joe Flacco. Now they have Joe Flacco. He's going to come out. He's going to get his revenge. It's going to be Super, super sweet. And, I mean, it's it's going to be kind of sad. But then, I mean, Browns, Bills. That would actually mistake, be so great. A both mistake on the revenge line. tour. Uh, that would be incredible. Like five years later. like I, so I know I picked both number one uh, seeds, but I think there would be a huge storyline at play with Aaron's pick of the Chiefs. Like, imagine wow. – that the media would eat that up. Oh, the Mahomes legacy is just like everybody thought the Chiefs were down and out because they kind of squeaked into the playoffs, kind of like limped in, and like everybody just rode off Patrick Mahomes because they were too busy worried about the Ravens. And then the yeah. next thing you know, he goes on a war tour in the playoffs on the road, which he's never had to do. And I just feel like the media would – the NFL would eat that narrative up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The- the reason I think people are sleeping on the Chiefs a little bit is because they suffered from a lot of issues that they don't necessarily still have. Uh, like they have, like their team is almost fully healthy. They had, you know, a wide receiver step up. They're not doing this full uh, committee wide receiver approach anymore. Travis Kelsey is healthy. Rashi Rice, you know, looks great for them. Potentially adds that uh, missing component. And then Nick Bolton is back on the defense and he's had a few mm-hmm. weeks to get mm-hmm. more involved and I just it's just like the reasons that they weren't super great early on like they can move on from that and they have time to plan and they have Patrick Mahomes so gotcha so are we all taking them the 49ers to win I took, the Ravens. I took oh, the Ravens I took the Ravens okay okay 49ers okay. just have such a complete team uh, uh we're all picking them to get to the uh to the Super Bowl yeah we're all yeah, saying they're in it we're all picking different, yeah. different uh, winners, though. Gotcha. All right, Jordan, you wanna you wanna introduce the Jameis Winston? Oh my goodness! Yeah, we had to do a quick little, <laughs> yes, little blurb on this. Aaron, did you see? Did you see or hear about this? There's there's two things uh, that I saw, and okay. they're both hilarious and amazing. So the first yeah. one that I saw was that <laughs> it was a team decision. Yeah. To, uh, <laughs> To get uh to get the ball uh into Jamal Williams' hands at the end of the game, and they overrode the, the coach. Which, first of all, uh, such a bad look, <laughs> a horrible men, look, uh, freaking out, and then you know it, it, it just looks like such a poor loser. And then I don't know if you saw the second thing that I wanted to bring up, which is the respectfully just the respectful disagreement. Oh that yeah, dude, it was great. With the reporter. <laughs> was great. Did you see it, Jamie? Amazing. Yes. I I did not see the respectfully disagree, but I just heard about it. They were both just go like going back and forth about like who who <laughs> so and who. I'm I think it was a beat reporter. Uh, it was Jameis and a Falcons reporter, like a beat, like Aaron said, a beat reporter. They were just like, like he said, respectfully going back and forth with each other in the locker room. <laughs> it was so funny. It was a clear oh, they're about making, they're both making it clear that they're each being respectful to the other one. <laughs> so, yeah. It was so great. Jameis was like, Well, oh, you disagreeing with me, you disagreeing with the team. You disagreeing with me with the team. Okay, so you disagree. Okay, so you disagreeing with the team. I'll make that clear. <laughs> it was so oh. great. It's one of those like passive aggressive like uh back and forth. I love that. I love that. I gotta watch that. Jameis Winston oh. is a football treasure who must be protected at all costs. <laughs> he is. And I love – so the whole, like, situation of that's wild because Tyron Matthew had a pick six. And this man starts high-stepping from the 40-yard line. I saw it on red zone. 
And he thinks he's like still going to get in while everyone else is sprinting. And then he gets tackled at the one. But then, I mean, I love it. Wasn't that... even, it wasn't even like a, an intelligent kneel. No, no. That's the one. <laughs> no. oh, I, I love that Jameis is in the spot there because he looks after his boys. Like, he's thinking Jamal Williams, he doesn't have a touchdown. He was leading touchdown guy last year. He's got to get a touchdown. You don't want to see that on the career stat. I love that. Like, I'm so I'm sorry, Arthur Smith. I'm sorry that your team was absolute dog shit in the second half. Desmond Ritter a little bit. But, I mean, that – I James, I totally that, agree. That James is, a, James is a boy there. Yeah, one of the – you I don't wanna, know. Who you want to stop him from scoring? You stop him from scoring. I was Sorry, just going to say, one of the announcers made that point. They were like, you know, I understand Arthur Smith's frustration right there in that moment. But at the end of the day, if you don't want them to score, stop it. He knew he was getting fired. That's why he was yeah. off. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's it still just, just take that out of it. Just the fact that it was Jameis and then the interview exchange afterwards, like, so perfect. That the is... interview exchange was just, uh, it was just gold. Just amazing. Everybody should, highly, if you haven't seen it, you should all look it yeah, up. Yeah. I was gonna say, Jamie and anyone who might listen to this, I highly encourage you to watch that interview if you haven't seen it, because it is so great. It is almost as good as his Florida State uh interview after the national championship. It is almost that good. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh mute myself and watch it right now and get, give you a live reaction. Oh but yeah, was, we love that. What was what was the Florida State Oh, against Auburn? In the yeah, it was, the, it was the, I look at him, you say, you strong? I say, we strong. I, right, we strong, man. <laughs> Classic. Man, it's crazy thinking back. He was like the full center of, I think it was the Bucks hard knocks, like mm-hmm. six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were, they, they were just eating them up, just following them around 24-7, giving incredible sound bites <laughs> every episode. <laughs> Oh, so great. Do we have anything left on the agenda while Jamie's uh, watching this? Uh, I don't think so. I think the Jameis Jameis, um, being appended to the end of the agenda was the last thing. Got it. I will say um, some of the guys in our league are are very closely watching the commercials of the national championship, waiting for an NCAA football video game announcement. Uh, release date, but we haven't seen it yet. Do we think we'll have? Do we think we'll have Caleb Williams on the cover? Well, given that it's been ten years since they've done one of the games, the 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 uh, fan Reddit consensus is it's going to be like all the Heisman winners since the mm. last since the last game was released, which would be great because you've got some great names in there. Totally agree. Plus, like, yeah, it wasn't. Necessarily, Caleb was here. Uh, I just remember that was the speculation coming in. Was that you know all mm-hmm. the all the art that everybody created is always uh, Caleb Williams on the cover? But that'd be that'd be so great. I'm I'm just watching Jamie's face. I'm just waiting for this reaction. He looks very pensive. Like uh, <laughs> here it is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is fantastic. James Winston was a treasure right there. That man, oh man, and the amount of times he said, "Now, now, now, you're 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 not you're going against the team there." Like the amount of times he said "team there," oh man, and his eyes when it lies up and he like turns his head and cocks it to the side. Oh man, that's a fantastic interview. He got he got he got so many questions for being a backup quarterback in that spot. Oh, he got there's some there's some prejudice in that uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going on there. It's like some bias. Someone that guy just did not like James Winston personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he was definitely yeah. against that signing. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Especially when it, like, oh man. I love that James Winston also calls Dennis Allen DA. Like that just sounds pretty cool. DA. Like uh Oh man! Well, I, lo- I love James Winston even more for that. That's what I mean. He's just a treasure that must be protected at all costs. He said. He said at one point during the interview, "We already played him twice, so it doesn't matter." 
that whole exchange about playing him twice was also great. That whole argument mean? about like, yeah, you you play him twice every year, so like, <laughs> what? Oh my Who word! Cares? You know, Jameis just wanted to be like, I don't give a shit about playing him twice next year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jameis, good for him. I'm happy. He did. They did the right thing. Before we before we go, because we're we're nearing time here. Um, seventeen ten game at half. Oh, oh. What do we think? Who's the national championship when the confetti flies at the end end of the night? I I do think Michigan still wins. I I, I need to see more from Washington trying to stop them from running the ball. It feels like a game where Michigan just controlled the game in the second half with the run. Aaron. Gonna gonna stick with who I wanted to win going into this game with Washington. You know, it's Ooh. actually been quite impressive with Michigan not scoring at all in the second quarter. So true. We'll see. There's been a lot of momentum shift. Washington. I'm gonna let the here, record. So. I'm gonna let the record show that I'm picking UW. Mm-hmm. I'm picking. I'm picking Washington, but I do think Michigan wins. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the last thing I wanted to say uh, while I'm on the podcast. Is I just want to give a shout out again, like I did in my address, like to all the super competitive uh, playoff games this year. It was it's just such a blast playing in this league, and uh, I know I can always look forward to a competitive year with you all. Um, so hopefully one of you can beat me next year, but uh, I'm going for the three P. So we'll see. Hey, listen, it's more than likely to be Jamie than me, but we always appreciate a good uh, a good soundbite, a good speech from the champion uh, guest every year. So. Been fortunate enough to have you back to back years, and hopefully, we're talking to you as a three time. We'll see. That'll be great. All right. I'll look forward to it. All right, boys. Thanks for well, coming on, Aaron. Aaron, appreciate you coming on, taking the time. Uh, Jamie, as always, good to see you, buddy. And we'll talk to you guys when we talk to you. Always a pleasure. Peace.